You've probably been hearing about how great these mortgage rates are right now. Like in Virginia, they're not your typical mortgage company, sure. They've got phenomenal rates, but what makes them really different is that Mike is a certified financial planner. He's going to look at so much more than just rates when designing your home loan. They're a family-owned business with local roots, so you know that you can trust them. You're going to feel like a person, not just a number when you deal with the Chevaliers. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, though, you can get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. Mike in Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. I'm telling you, if you'd like to buy a home, but you think it's just too far out of reach, give Mike in Virginia a call. They're going to get you hooked up. Call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. Again, that's 970-412-2472. Or visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. What's good, y'all? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. As always, I'm Justin Michael, and we are talking Colorado State Rams. CSU hoops, man. Goonies never say die, and neither do the Rams. Another 13-point comeback, second-half win over UNLV. Gotta love it. Was it perfect? No, but good teams find a way to win. Gonna be going over that in great detail. Uh, Before we dive into that, going to briefly update on the women's team. As I talked about the other day, unfortunately... I was not able to watch the game last night at UNLV. You know, I kind of talked about it the other day. I really hate the scheduling format. Why do they have to be at the exact same time? I just, you're, you're literally actively hurting the women's programs when the league chooses to schedule like this. You know, I understand that there's probably factors that go into this that I just, you know, am ignorant to, you know, like travel or... You know, I don't know how that works with with TV and some of that kind of stuff. But it seems like you should have more flexibility on that side. Make the product accessible. We want to watch these teams. Anyways, uh, CSU Women's Basketball, they lost a tight one, 80-76 in Sin City at the Cox Pavilion. Uh, The Rams, they they went on a 12-1 run early in the third. Game was all tied at 44 Really, I mean, they they exploded offensively. 46 second-half points, as Ryan Williams addressed, though. They they just didn't guard well tonight. Uh, this is a quote courtesy of the press release from Austin Hannon, their excellent SID. We scored 46 points in the second half, but we didn't guard well tonight. I'm not sure there was a time in the game where we had three or four stops in a row, and you have to have that. Offensively, we were a little hesitant in the first half. But we got things going in the second half. McKenna played like McKenna. Tori showed toughness as she has not been in practice while due to injury. We we're going to have to show more patience offensively and settle up some defensive assignments in preparation for Saturday's tip. Look, you know, weird stuff's going to happen this season. I've talked about it on the men's side. You know, don't panic too much. Was this a winnable game? Yes. Was this one that you would like to see Williams' squad come away with? Definitely. But we got to remember the Rams were coming off of a 19-day break. And the fact that 
you know, the offense translated. That, to me, shows a lot of their skill. Now, I didn't watch the game, as I said, because I was covering the men's one. But the fact that Ryan Williams is talking about the defense being, you know, not good enough, I just wonder if they were a little sluggish just given that, you know, it'd been three weeks, you've had the holidays, you know, you just, you weren't quite as sharp as you were defensively. And that, you know, that kind of makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, the Rams, they still shot 45% from the field. They still hit 12 threes. Got absolutely dominated on the glass, though. 43 to 29, that is not going to be good enough. Going to take a more complete effort. The the Rams and Lady Rebels, they will be back at it Saturday at 1 p.m. to wrap up the two-game series inside the Cox Pavilion. Definitely a chance for CSU to get back on the right track. As of right now, UNLV 3-5 overall, 2-1 in the Mountain West. CSU 7-2 overall, 3-2 in the Mountain West. They're going to be all right. They've just... They've got too many scores between, you know, McKenna, who scored 20 points a career high last night, 18 in the second half. You want to talk about killers? Dude, her and Isaiah, I've been comparing them since the beginning of the season. They're just so cerebral, terrific point guards, incredible on the drive. They're the smallest players on the court, and nobody can stop them from getting to the rim. It's amazing, man. If you haven't had a chance to watch McKenna Hofschild play it, do it. She is a walking bucket she plays with a ton of confidence, just fun to watch, much like Isaiah Stevens, you know, just a really bright future for both of these programs. All right, let's let's flip things over to the men's side now, talk about the game that I, I was at, at Moby Arena, fortunate to cover. Thank you to Colorado State Athletics for making all of that possible. It's just so nice to watch a little bit of live basketball. I will say it's it's eerie in there, man. You can really feel the lack of crowd in college basketball more. I don't know, you know, coming in, I would have guessed the opposite just because football seasons are so, or stadiums, I should say, are so massive. I think because we're isolated in the press box, it kind of takes away some of that. I mean, you can't really hear the field anyways, so it doesn't feel that different than watching it on TV. But when Moby, you know, when you're closer to the floor, and it's just like dead silent in there, especially like in the you know warm-ups, 10 minutes leading up to the game. It's one of those where it's like, oh, shoot, tip-offs in six minutes. I, I guess, you know, it's time to play some basketball. You just, you kind of have to manufacture your own energy as a team. And that's going to be a big factor, I think, for everybody all season. This was just, it was a weird game for so many different reasons. CSU, they didn't make their first two-point field goal Till there was four minutes left in the first half. They almost went the entire first half relying only on three-pointers and free throws. And it was working. I mean, they were in the game. It was just, it was so odd. Uh, I will say it was good to see David Roddy come out really looking confident from the, from the three-point line, hit his first three threes of the night. I mean, if he's knocking those down consistently, we all know what he can do in the paint. He's just going to be such a tough draw because they're going to have to respect that shot. All of a sudden, they're going to come crashing on him. And then he's so big and strong when he drives on you. You know, if you're not set defensively, you're not going to be able to prevent him from getting to the rim. I just, I I have visions of, you know, him cashing a couple of corner threes early, then getting the ball in the same position. A guy comes crashing out too early. Roddy puts the ball on the floor, drives hard along the baseline, dunks it. Moby goes wild. The crowd goes wild. He's just so versatile, man. How do you stop a player like David Roddy? Especially when you've got everybody else doing their thing, you know? 
this was a weird game in a sense that, yeah, CSU got down by 13 in the second half. The offense was super, super streaky. I think they relied on the three a little bit too much. I'm not going to rail them for it. I didn't think the shot selection was bad. And I know I keep saying that over and over again, and I kind of sound like a broken record. But ultimately, it's just tough to get mad about good shots that are within the flow of the offense, that are in rhythm, that are off of good passes. I mean, this team, they shoot threes. It's what they do. Adam Thistlewood, he's a three-point shooter. Kendall Moore, he's become a really great three-point shooter. He hit five threes last night. I mean, that's after missing the last game. Came in cold, hit five threes. That's what this team can do. So I'm, I'm not going to freak out. I will say I, I kind of would like to see them at times, you know, when they're not falling, even if the shots are good, make a bigger emphasis to get the ball, you know, down low. I don't think CSU tried to work the, the ball into the paint enough early. They did do it a few times and uh, actually just, you know, kind of turn the ball over, miss some layups. Nico Medved brought it up. You know, they were like one of six or seven early um, on layup attempts down in the post. So that's got to be better. But ultimately, you know, they were able to get it done when it mattered most. And that was down the stretch. We saw David Roddy really just play bully ball, you know, on, on during that 12 run stretch to close the game out three different times. David Roddy just put the ball on the floor, worked his way into the post and, and they were trying to stop him. They were playing physical. The refs were letting them play. He just fought through contact, went up and finished twice through the and one. I mean, just an absolute stud. And the thing that I love about him, which, you know, I, I like about a lot of these guys, just the awareness, you know, the, the selflessness. It's He basically put the team on his back down the stretch. Now, obviously, Isaiah Stevens was massive, and I'm going to talk about him because he had an incredible game. But, you know, in, in those last two minutes especially, David Roddy was just so smooth. I mean, he casually, so calmly, put the dagger in UNLV. It was very Nikola Jokic-esque. Now, obviously, their game's completely different from each other. I mean, Nikola Jokic, a seven-footer, a true center, I mean, a unicorn in every sense of the term. Literally, there's not a thing that he can't do. But David Roddy's kind of like a unicorn in the sense, too, that he's just very versatile. There's nothing that he can't do. But when I compare them, it's all about the mindset. If you watched that Nuggets-Mavs game last night, when Nikola Jokic sent that game to overtime... He did it so freaking just, you know, nonchalant. Oh, game tying shot, nothing but net. Dude's five for five on his last five game winning or game tying shots. Best in the league. David Roddy plays with that same just calmness, the coolness. You know, I got it. Yeah, the clock's ticking down just a couple of seconds. It's whatever. I'm going to do my thing and bucket. You just, you got to love it, man. He's only a sophomore and he plays that way. And it's the same deal with Isaiah Stevens. These dudes, yeah, they're young. And every time that we watch the broadcast, you know, they're going to talk about how this is such an inexperienced team, you know, one of the most inexperienced teams in the country. And it's true. And it is. And it's worth bringing up. But the fact of the matter is, these guys have played a lot of minutes and a lot of important basketball. They are much more mature than their age. They always have been. And they're just continuing to develop. I mean, last night, man, that was vintage Isaiah Stevens. 18 second half points, a stone cold killer. I, wa I want a highlight video that's just, it comes in with the, the stone cold Steve Austin glass shattering the, you know, Isaiah Stevens walking out of the court and then just a bunch of highlights of him just dominating people in the mid range, getting to the rim. 
that dude plays so smoothly, man. 25 points, 8 of 15 from the field, hit 3 of 6 threes, 6 of 7 from the free throw line, tied for the team lead in rebounds at, uh, defensive rebounds at 6, led the team in assists with 4. I mean, it, it literally doesn't get any better than that. A team high plus 5, I'll, I'll admit, plus minus is such a flawed stat when looking at it for an individual game. It's more of those, you know, a, a season-long accumulative statistic where it's going to be able to tell you a lot, but... His impact was undeniable, man. And to me, it all started with that layup at the end of the first half. There's four seconds left. Isaiah gets the inbound. He just goes, man. Just takes off. And when he really wants to, when he's really determined to get to the rim, you're not going to stop him. UNLV tried. I mean, you could foul him. That's really your only option. But then you run the risk of giving him the and one because he's so soft with his finish, man. The dude is just a freaking baller. they're, They're so good. I mean... CSU fans that have been paying attention, they knew it. They knew how good Stevens and Roddy were going to be. Everybody else didn't. You know, nobody around the Mountain West was giving them any credit going in. But we knew. We knew, man. And and they're balling out. And it's just great to see, you know, the, the future's so bright between those two and, and you know, Kendall Moore and, and Adam Thistlewood. Look, Kendall Moore, he hit five threes last night, was a bulldog defensively. That steal he had off the inbound where he was able to follow it up with the three, in my opinion, that's what broke the game open. That's what I wrote about post game, that little stretch around the seven minute mark of the second half. But the thing that's great about Kendall and Adam and a lot of these guys, they just they're willing to do the dirty work. Yeah, Kendall scored a lot of points last night, and he was a big factor that way. So maybe it's not great to use him as an example for this last night. But Thistlewood only had two points, one of five from the field. You know, it, it was it was kind of a rough night. O of three from behind the line. So what do you do? Got six defensive rebounds a season high. You know, that that's great. That's what you got to do. Find a way to impact the game, defend hard, contest threes, box out, do all of that stuff. That's what he's willing to do. And that's why I'm just such a big Adam Thistlewood fan. Uh, one, one more guy I want to talk about before I move on, though, and, and that's Deshaun Thomas. Look, it, it had been kind of a rough stretch, and I, I'd been talking about consistently, hey, just give him some time. The talent is there. And I I really think he had his best game of the season last night. Now, obviously, he did statistically 10 points on 3 of 5 from the field, hit a 3, 3 of 4 from the free throw line. That's a big, big strength of his that I probably don't hype up enough. He can hit his free throws. There's nothing that aggravates me more than teams that can't shoot free throws. And CSU, they've been pretty solid. They they weren't great. I mean, 72.5% last night not phenomenal you want it to be closer to 80 but that's where they've been on most nights and James Moore has kind of hurt the percentage a little bit he went two of six ultimately he's a better free throw shooter than that though so I'm not I'm not super worried about it but uh keeping it on Deshaun Thomas anyways I actually asked Nico Medved about it post game and to me I was like was it good to just see him go out there play aggressively and not think you know just get out there. When he got the ball, he put up the three and he hit it. When he got the ball in the post, didn't think too much, just put the ball on the floor, worked his way in, tried to score. I think at times, DT, because he is a smart player, I think he overthinks it a little bit. I really do. I think he's just, he wants so badly to make the right play that at times he's just, you know, kind of going a half step slow. And you can't do that at this level because if you're thinking too much and you're not playing, you're not just reacting, you know, defenses are too good. They're too athletic. And and we saw that against San Diego State, especially. I mean, they're 
They're the best in the league. If you, if you hesitate against them, they will make you pay. He didn't hesitate tonight, man. The skill is there. It's always been there. I've never been worried about him. I don't think you guys should too either, I should say. Um, I think he's really well-suited to come off the bench. Now, I think he's talented enough to be a starter. It has nothing to do with that. I just think him and Tanjay and, and Rivera, I think it really, really works with what they're doing right now. I think that's just a solid second unit that when you bring them in, everybody can score. Everybody's playing you know, competent defense. Nico Medved, he he emphasized John Tanjay last night. It wasn't his night scoring like it was in those San Diego State games. He was excellent defensively down the stretch, especially in those last couple of minutes. There's just, there's something different about this team. I don't quite know how to describe it, but you recognize it when you watch them. It's the, it's the selflessness. It's the intensity. It's that never say die mentality that they bring every single game. Dude, two years ago, if that team goes down 13 at home to a team like UNLV with great scorers, uh, the Rams are folding like a cheap tent. Not this time. This team is different, man. And it's something that I talk about with former players, man. They can feel it too. They can see it. You just, you feel that tide turning, you know, like it did under 10 miles all those years ago. You could just, you could kind of feel it building. As conference play started, oh, this team's a little different. No, they're maybe not the best team in the league. But damn, are they feisty, man. And I tell you what, nobody wants to play CSU in Las Vegas. Nobody wants to face the Rams in the, in the Mountain West Tournament. They don't. And I, I, I really think CSU can win the whole thing this year. Now, you, you need a lot of things to go your way, obviously. I'm just saying. The talent is there. And I'm, I'm so excited to cover all this basketball, man. We got a, just so many fun games coming up. Obviously, the second game against UNLV and the Rams, they got to rebound better, man. They really do. Gave up too many second chance opportunities tonight. Beyond that, we just we know how good CSU is in transition, but you have to rebound well and, and play good defense, which they have. They've been a top 40 team defensively in the country. Now just finish those defensive possessions with rebounds. It's going to create so many opportunities in transition. We saw it when the Rams made those runs last night. I mean, I, I think of that instance where uh, Grill put up a bad three-point attempt. David Roddy blocks it. Stevens gets the rebound, throws it out to Moore in transition, who drains a three in the corner. That's beautiful basketball. That's what Nico Medved wants. And I don't know, man. I'm just, the ceiling for this team is so high. And the great thing is, is like, yes, we really want them to make March Madness this year, especially just after everything that CSU fans have been through. It would just be so fun to see them in the NCAA tournament. But the great thing is, it's not, you know, do or die this year. They're going to be good for a long time. The two, three, four-year window for this program looks so good right now. So good. All right, I've covered mostly what I want to talk about from a CSU Hoops perspective. We do have some scheduling news, and I'm going to dive into that on the football side. But first, playoffs? You want to talk about playoffs? Yeah, that's right. Football's playoffs start this weekend. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. If you haven't checked out the app now, now is the perfect time to start cashing in, baby. Celebrate the most exciting time of football season. DraftKings is giving you the chance to double your money. All you got to do, place your money, take that odds boost, 
And if one touchdown scores this weekend, you double your money. Simple as that. Up to $25. That's an easy $25 in your pocket. And let's not forget, we're all excited for football to be back, but the 2021 basketball season has kicked off. So head to the app now, check out all that they have to offer, including daily odds boosts, player props, live betting. It's just an absolute blast. Every game is fun when you have some skin in it. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to have your shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in any of Saturday's football games. Again, that code DNVR for a chance to double your money on any touchdown for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only restrictions do apply. See DraftKings slash Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, all right, all right. Like I said, uh, we're mostly doing hoops, but I did want to briefly update on football. Brett McMurphy with a bombshell. Wisconsin adds 2026 home game with Colorado State. Rams will receive $1.5 million to play at Wisconsin. Nice little payday for the Rams. I know it's a while out, but that 2026 schedule is starting to really shape up nice. Non-con, you've got a trip to Wisconsin on September 5th. Two weeks later, a trip to Texas Tech. And after that, they will host Vanderbilt. So you've got a trip to the Big Ten, a trip to the Big 12, and SEC coming to Fort Collins all in one season. Got to imagine they'll probably schedule somebody smaller for that fourth one. Maybe somebody local, UNC, could be cool. Just give yourself an opportunity uh, for a guaranteed win because that's obviously a pretty tough schedule. You know, Vanderbilt has never been phenomenal, but it's still an SEC team uh, coming to your place. And it's it's always going to be hard to win in Wisconsin, but... Man, what a fun trip. And that's that's the thing. Look, I know Joe Parker takes a lot of heat and, you know, probably rightfully so on just about all of it. But from a scheduling standpoint, that dude is rock solid. A lot of really, really fun football trips. On 2021, you've got Vanderbilt coming. You've also got a trip to Iowa. That should be a blast. 2022, you got a trip to Michigan in the big house. Also Washington State. That one, a really great game. Um... Not necess- it's kind of hard to get up there, so I don't know if that's going to be the best trip for CSU fans. I'm talking about Washington State. It's just kind of tucked up there. But uh, 2023, Washington State comes to CSU, another big poll. Got the RMS starting again. Middle Tennessee, Dixie State, neither of those are great, but with you know Washington State and CU on the schedule, want to guarantee yourself some wins. It is odd that they're going to Middle Tennessee. I will say that. Uh, 2024, at Texas. You know, that's going to be a blast. Going to be an absolute blast. Also got Colorado coming and uh, UTEP and Northern Colorado. So a lot, a lot of fun games in 2024, 2025, Texas Tech and Vanderbilt. So just just a lot of premier games. I mean, 2027, 2028, got a home and home with Arizona, starting with a trip to Fort Collins. Big that they were able to swing that. It's just good, you know, for your program whenever you can schedule these premier games, obviously winning them is the best, but anytime you can get a $1.5 million payday, give your fans an opportunity to make a fun trip. And, and Wisconsin's got to be, you know, one of the top college football atmospheres in the entire country. 
you know I'm looking forward to and experiencing it. Jump around. There's a lot of stuff, man. That Iowa trip's going to be a blast. I've never been to Michigan. That should be great. Texas. I'm just looking forward to it. I love this kind of stuff. I know Ram fans do too. We will, you know, be talking more football throughout the offseason, you know, breaking down film, you know, kind of looking into the roster, how we think it's going to shape out. Uh, assuming that it happens, you know, we'll be covering spring ball. Not sure what that's going to look like yet. Uh, still got some time there, obviously, but man, it's, it's crazy. It's already January. I feel like March doesn't feel like that long ago. Uh, at the same time, it also kind of feels like 10 years ago. So weird time, but exciting times to be a CSU Ram. A lot of great stuff happening on the hardwood. The men's team really, really hot. Four and one in league play. The women's team off to a great start as well. Make sure that you are keeping up with all of that. Uh, we had the women's soccer schedule released, volleyball schedule released as well. Go check those out. Looking forward to those spring seasons. Should be fun, man. Sports. Never get sick of those sports. All right. Have a great weekend, y'all. Enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy the college basketball. Y'all deserve it. Khakis wearing graphic tees, feeling way too trendy. Raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly. Primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi. Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. But water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys. Like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly.